to The Leverage Point, a podcast about your development and performance at work. Improvement doesn't have to be hard or boring. This podcast is a pragmatist guide to growth, achievement and success. Discover your Leverage Point. I'm Angela Lane. And I'm Sergei Gorbatov. We are researchers and practitioners in the fields of talent, human performance and behavior. And together with you, we'll translate science into Leverage Points. So Sergei, what are we talking about today? What's up? Today we're talking about ambition. So often when you think about ambition, the context is career success. It's often associated with striving and being rewarded. But at the same time, there is a connotation. Somehow too much ambition is something bad, a negative quality. Let's figure out what it is and whether it's good or bad for you. So let's start with defining a little bit what we're talking about. And I think there's two things here. There's this idea of ambition, but you also connected ambition with success, with striving and being rewarded. So let's also define success and we can anchor ourselves in those concepts for the conversation to follow. So I think ambition is pretty straightforward. What is it? It's the persistent striving for success, for attainment, for accomplishment. So what I want us to think about when we're thinking about ambition is not just maybe having a goal in mind. Any of us might think we'd like a promotion, maybe we'd like a job change. For our discussion today, when we're thinking about, you know, is, is too much ambition something, a thing, I think let's define it as that persistent drive to attain a, not just, you know, one thing, but many things. This idea of being accomplished in the broader sense, not just one goal, not just one target, but really reaching for the horizon and doing that in a kind of consistent way. Finally, I think the, you know, it's not something that you turn on and off. It's not, I'm ambitious for you know, this job, but I go home, I'm not ambitious uh, in my personal life. I think the thing that characterizes people who risk too much ambition is they are just like that in every facet of their life. Thanks, Angela. This is really helpful. And the horizon metaphor is great, really makes it clear, you never reach the horizon. So the ambitious people actually never stop. But what about success? The, The other concept that we wanted to define, it's a bit harder to pinpoint than ambition, right? Absolutely. And typically, when we thought about ambition and success, Success equaled career success. It equaled going up the career ladder, higher salary, better title, bigger office. Maybe it was in a corner. But we've really seen a change in the last few years. There's this idea of career success being discussed. It's more couched in terms of career satisfaction. You would read a lot in the literature today about people wanting meaningful work, people wanting to find purpose in their work, the idea that people are called to do the work. So for our purposes, let's think about career success, both from that objective point of view, the stuff that you might see, but also in terms of really getting to do the thing that you choose to do. So let's define success as achieving what's meaningful and satisfying to you, with the emphasis here being on you. If ambition is striving persistently to achieve something that's right for you, why does 
ambition have a bad reputation? Because it does. Several factors. Ambition historically might have a bad rap. If we go even a couple of centuries ago, you know, from the 17th through the 19th centuries, people outside the United States regarded Americans as dangerous because of their territorial ambitions. And we can think about the period piece here. And uh, if we turn to literature and think about authors like Jane Austen, uh, who would advise not to quit the fear into which you're born, uh, framing ambition as something unseemly. Freud in the 19th century was researching and writing that ambitious people are necessarily neurotic and potentially father murderers. Uh, today, many people distrust politicians because we associate politics with ambition. Politicians are not to be trusted because of the power they're so eager to seek. If we go to the business, there is a lot of research on the topic of derailment and uh, very well-known psychologists, Morgan McCall and uh, Mike Lombardo, even in the, in the 80s, warned us of the career risks of people having too much ambition. They say, if you are too ambitious, the likelihood of your career getting off track was also higher. And even if we go onto the street, if we go and ask a couple of people to give us a couple of words, associations with the word ambition, what are we likely to hear? We're likely to hear words like cutthroats, walking on dead bodies, career slaves. At the same time, ambition can be associated with good stuff. And if we look into the scientific literature and try to find out what ambition is and what ambitious people are like, we'll find out that ambitious people are those who pursue enterprising vocations. They are more likely to compete in athletics, participate in extracurricular activities, perform well in school, learn quickly. Ambitious people seem competitive, assertive, achievement-oriented, confident, upwardly mobile. And you know, in selecting and assessing people for leadership roles, ambition is one of the key criteria. When we look for a leader to take up a profit and loss role, that is a commercial leader, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be looking at several factors like uh, are they motivated by money and commercial success? Are they motivated by the ability to make their own decisions? Are they appropriately aggressive? Are they open to new experiences? And most importantly, do they have the ambition to put all of that into, in, into action? So from that bad rap that I was talking about in the beginning, we also need to balance that with all the positives that are typically associated with ambition and ambitious people. Absolutely. And you and I have certainly hired and fired a lot of leaders over the years. And what you have said about choosing for an ambitious profile, certainly when I'm looking for talent, if I am looking for people to fill big, challenging roles, I'm actually specifically on the outlook for a high level of ambition. I want to see evidence, whether it's through the interview process, maybe it's their career history, maybe it's through testing. I want to see people that are hungry. I want to see people that are driven. So there is as absolutely an aspect of ambition that is good. And another way of demonstrating that is to look at the consequences 
if you have too little. So, you know, what do we associate with folks that have too little ambition? Well, we often see that that comes across as too little drive, perhaps a willingness to be a great follower, but not a a leader. Perhaps it is not a preference for being in the limelight or being a decision maker. So lots of negative consequences then as that impacts career progression. So someone described as kind of not ambitious enough really starts to get removed from consideration when you're thinking about big projects, big assignments. I think it proves the point that ambition is important because if you don't have it, certainly you're going to miss out. So let me uh, just summarize where we are. Ambition is positive. It supports success. I think uh, you've definitely demonstrated that. I would add that too little of it means you may be missing out. So it's starting to look like ambition is a good thing, but it has this bad rap. So does that mean that this is a case of it's possible to have too much of a good thing? Is that what's up? There are a couple of issues with overambition that can make it a fatal flaw in the long term. And we'll call these externalities, something outside of you as a person or objective career impactors. The first is the issue that we talked about. Other people don't like your ambition. And it isn't necessarily that they're jealous, although they could be, but something else is happening. When your ambition is over-leveraged, you are likely to display bad behaviors. For example, ambitious people are often competitive and it might create issues with peers. Ambition creates unique, individualistic career trajectories just because you move faster and you might move into unusual, novel roles and you might suffer from the lone wolf syndrome because your peers are not moving along with you. Ambition is often associated with being political and that creates distrust. Ambition in women is another topic whatsoever. Sorry about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is described as assertiveness, for example, in men can easily become abrasive in women. Unfair, right? Absolutely unfair. It's terrible, but true. You know, what you're describing is, you know, the ambitious behaviors can sometimes be at odds with our, our colleagues. But I think that there's a second externality that is apparent in the careers of some very, very talented, ambitious people. Uncontrolled, I'm going to call it ambition, can really impact the speed at which you progress. You drive for the next promotion, you drive for the next assignment. And I've seen a lot of this in my career, and I've spent a lot of my career watching how careers develop. Progression isn't a problem in itself, but with that drive forward, often these highly ambitious folks are moving between opportunities, they have an accelerated career path. And what's happening as well as maybe annoying some of the colleagues, is they're missing out on some of the fundamental skills that you develop when you stay in a role over time. So their building of their foundational skills is fast-tracked to the extent that those foundations are not strong. What you often see is their career falters when their natural smarts start to run out and they don't have a really strong foundation of experience to build on. And there is another issue, and it's not about your career. It's not an externality that we talked about. This one is about you. Overly ambitious people have hidden career costs. This is a different consideration, but worth thinking about. You need to consider both the short and the long term. There is an opportunity cost. Time spent on building a career is time not spent on fostering friendships and family relationships. And you know, hindsight is a bitch. 
knowing what's important sometimes comes way too late. In leadership courses, we often conduct the deathbed exercise or tomb exercise. It goes by different names. We ask participants to reflect on what would be the most important in their life when they would be about to pass away or when someone reads their eulogy. And nobody says, I wish I had spent more time in the office. So uh, even though you might be ambitious and overly eager and hungry to get ahead. Sometimes it's also important to pause and think about why you are doing that. So and that, that deathbed uh, exercise, that's a, that's, a, um, that's a real one to get attention, right? I, I, I should think about that myself. But if what we're saying is ambition is good, being overly ambitious brings some real personal and career concerns, it seems to me like this is an easy, an easy problem. There's, there's not a, a difficulty here. So, Gay, why can't I just be less ambitious? Can you really? And um, to answer this question, we need to go back to science and uh, look through the literature and specifically the predictors of ambition. What predicts whether you have high or low levels of ambition? And uh, there are several factors. There are personality factors, there is a cognitive element, and the socioeconomic status of your parents. Let's be clear. You can't really change the family and the wealth of the family that you were born into. So that's a given. Your general mental ability, IQ, intelligence gets fixed in your early adulthood. And then emotional stability, yeah, uh, it increases slightly as you age. You become more conscientious with age and your extroversion goes slightly down. But we can't expect many jumps and spikes and changes there. So the science is quite clear on this your ambition is unlikely to change drastically. So you need a plan. And here's where we can think about leverage points. So the leverage point for the career-minded, people who want to be successful, remember our definition of success, is to achieve what we might think of as tempered ambition. Call it healthy ambition, because we've said ambition is good. We're looking for it, but having the right balance is important. And it sort of sounds to me a little bit like diet, really. I need the right proportion of carbs, of protein, of fats, of fiber. And that means, you know, knowing what my food intake is so I can figure that out. And that sounds to me a lot like self-awareness. And this is a topic on which you and I spend a lot of time. Self-awareness, so critical for all of us. And it's a rare thing. You can't get too much of it, but starting with a good level of self-awareness around your ambition and how you're coming across to others could be really, really important. So how would you do that? Well, certainly you could self-reflect. That would be helpful. Maybe you could ask a trusted person how you show up. You know, maybe they would tell you if you had a good relationship that, you know, you're always putting your hand up and you're always asking for tasks. So you're always taking the decisions and maybe moving ahead of others. So you could ask for that sort of feedback or you could do a psychological assessment. Okay, we mentioned it earlier when we talked about the sort of leaders we look for. We often test for ambition, maybe some combination of, of those three reflection, getting some other points of view from trusted colleagues, and maybe some impartial testing. Maybe that's the gold standard for self-awareness. If it is high, if your uh, ambition is high, what can you do? Oh, we've heard Sergey share probably nothing we can do really to change it. So what we're talking about is tempering it. If you're in the red zone, if you're potentially over-ambitious, Sergey, 
what would we do to get that healthy balance? The first recommendation that we would like to propose is that you plot your career. Have a sense of what your resume should look like. And you can do a mental projection into 20, 30 years from now. Read your own resume backwards. What does it tell you? Are there too many changes between companies and roles? Are you a job jumper? Are there themes? Are you happy with, the, with those themes? Do they build a story? Have you been strategic in collecting the right skills and experiences to be successful in those high-level jobs? Notice that when you spend too little time in a role, it comes back to you to bite in the butt later. <laughs> and uh, it will cause problems in senior jobs when you haven't collected the foundational skills and experiences earlier. So make a deal with yourself about the minimum time in the role. You can be strategic in identifying the skills you need later and not moving until you have mastered them. You can calibrate your resume with others just to have an understanding, okay, how does it compare to people whom you consider as ambitious as you are and those who have average and low levels of ambition so that you have a proper understanding on how you compare to others. So I hope that in 20 years from now, I'm on a beach somewhere <laughs> uh, and not still studying in careers but to the extent that I have studied them here's what I'd add as another strategy so if one of our approaches to tempered ambition is to actually be thoughtful and plot your career I think another uh, prong to uh, to your strategy is to say you know what I also have to cultivate the right behaviors as I then go and deliver against that career path I have to have the right behaviors because one of the things we identified is that often what derails us is we lose the support of others because we have these driven behaviors. So if you're high ambition, what are the skills that you could build that could compensate for that high ambition? Honing things like interpersonal skills, honing things like your EQ, hard skills to develop, but things like supporting others, being a good team player, listening for understanding, if you build some of those skills, they're almost opposite strengths to the ones you might come naturally with, it can help you compensate for the negative consequences of what is potentially overly high ambition. And finally, communicate it. Communicate thoughtfully. Make your ambition known, especially to those that make decisions about your career. Remember that they don't have a crystal ball, but communicate realistic expectations. You don't want to come across as someone who is out of touch with reality if you communicate very unrealistic expectations. You might be even labeled as overly bold or pathetic, depending on the situation. So how do you know what is realistic? Again, reflection, feedback from others, calibrating self against peers and the norms that are typical for your professional field or industry and assessments. Now, a word of advice. You may be better off communicating the type of job you want to achieve versus giving a specific role or title, like I want to become a CEO. Describe what you want to do like having an enterprise-wide impact or the ability to lead an international business. And again, women and men will differ in this. We notice that men are more comfortable with communicating their long-term ambition than women. Women tend to express their career desires in incremental steps, just 
talking about the next big role. I'm now a manager, I want to become a director and I think that that's it. Then they become a director and say, hmm, maybe I could try being a general manager and so on. While men are much more comfortable with saying, hey, I want to be an international VP in a multinational company. To be fair, it is up to us to level the playing field and that's something that we can do quite easily. So if you're a leader, ask your talents to express both the short-term and the long-term aspirations. And as an individual, get skilled at describing the impact you want to have versus naming a particular job. That is great advice. So three strategies we're proposing, this idea of plot your career purposefully so that you don't miss out on foundational skills, work on having great interpersonal and team skills so that your behaviors, your ambitious behaviors are not out of balance. And then finally, communicating the fact that you have realistic expectations. These three strategies really help you manage the risk of derailing your career because you're overly ambitious. They stop you getting out ahead of your skis in terms of experience, and they stop you falling foul in your relationships with others It'll make sure you've got uh, good followers. We called these external elements, but don't forget that internal factor that Sergey mentioned. If success is getting what you want, then make sure as you're doing that plotting exercise that you're also spending time being thoughtful about the opportunity cost and making sure you factor that in. But maybe we can talk more about that another day. Absolutely. And Angela, before we say goodbye, just some advice to those whose ambition level is low. First of all, it's not bad. Far from it. Remember that we are different. Our personality characteristics and uh, ambition is one of them. It's, it's, it's who we are. It can be either good or bad under different circumstances. So those who are low in ambition can leverage it in a different way. Those who are low in ambition are great team players. They tend to stay in jobs and companies longer and therefore they accumulate deep expertise and enduring connections. Your entire career strategy might be built on being the sidekick, a brilliant number two. So tempered ambition, self-awareness, choicefulness, knowing when to accelerate and when to break. Those are your leverage points. And so that's it for today. Thanks for listening in. Remember that small changes can lead to big impact if you find the leverage point. So keep asking yourself, what's my leverage point? And to continue this conversation about ambition, share this episode on social media like LinkedIn or Facebook with a comment or a question to the wider community. And give us five stars on Apple Podcasts while you're at it. Till the next time. Bye. (laughs) 